0: Welcome to Weak Points, the podcast where we discuss what we've watched, listened to, read, and done over the past week. I'm one of your hosts, Rich, and with me as ever is Nick. Nick, how has your week been? It's been the fucking same. It's been the same. I've had this. I, yeah. I mean, you
1: know, the news headlines change a little bit so I, again um our glorious leader has made tonight he has said uh we're recording this on Wednesday uh, tonight he has said single people can meet up with other people but you're not not if you're not single uh, you can't spend the night at but if you are single um you can uh, but and and that's uh, irrespective of whether or not you you're working somewhere with a load of people you don't know where they've been you can just go and do it because uh, right. because you know Daddy Boris has said that that's what you can do um, and uh, yeah I mean I I, I caught the news uh, because Channel Four News has got all of some information that um, a scientist has basically said yeah it, they fucked it up. Um, But I I dare say that um, before that becomes major news, uh, Boris will promise me two conkers at autumn and uh, maybe a a free back rub. Um, Make everyone feel happy.
0: Did they say that it was unfuckable, though?
1: Uh, No, no, far from it. They actually said that the estimation that they gave to the government, uh, uh, two weeks before we finally locked down, the day before Italy was down, um, was that if they continue this course of action, the over the next eighteen months, uh, could see the death toll rise to about one point seven million, which is just under three percent of the population. Ah, yes, yeah,
0: nice,
1: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, there we are. Um,
0: I I have seen my. I, I mean, I don't I don't know. But I used to pick up in bits of information where you see it. And you need take it with a pinch of salt, really. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, some people are saying that um, that the they feel like the viral strain will weaken over time, okay. so the the threat of catching it will still be there, but its effects will oh. lessen. And they reckon that it'll lessen before they come up with a vaccine right, for. Okay. Because they are working it now. on one.
1: Is it Oxford or Cambridge University?
0: Oh, yeah, Oxford, I think, isn't it?
1: <clears throat> Good luck to them. I hope it's the scientists, not the drama department, because yeah. it'll just be a load of pretentious twaddle.
0: Well, I think I think it is a race between the scientists of Oxford and Cambridge Footlights <laughs> <laughs> to come up with the cure.
1: That would be fantastic, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yes, we don't have the cure, but here's a skit about the Huguenots. Br- brilliant.
0: That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. But I don't think they're concentrating too much on the virus in, in America. I mean, things are pretty bad in America viral wise. But I think um, they they found a novel way of taking their minds off it in America.
1: I mean, I, I mean, and 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 that um, fantastic uh, reaction by the, the chief of the police in Bristol when uh, the the people pulled down the statue of Edward Colston. He just went, yeah, we just thought it would cause more trouble, so we left him to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, you know, I mean, fucking awesome. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a horrible thing, but, you know, you, you look all over the place. It was, again, there was a news tonight about, you know, uh, there's plaques and statues and uh, all over, you know, th- those ports, Liverpool and Bristol, Um and uh, yeah there's people quite rightly say. well actually two, two, one guy historian was saying the public arena is the there is so I'd leave some of them up I'd take some down but I'd leave because then we'd be able to say this is our history and this is this is why we have to fight this is why we, Um, and people say no they all need to come down and everything needs to change Um, and yeah it's it's <laughs>
0: I don't think you can leave them up though, oh, can I you, even no. as a point of history, because it, it, it's just, it stands as a glorification, it's put up there as a glorification, look. and it's difficult to then make it so that it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a point of knowledge to show well, where that, what we as, shouldn't as, do. Uh, uh, Pr- that, pretty
1: Patel condemned it and said it's dreadful, it's he did a lot of good work, he did investment in, you know, and all that kind of stuff, did a lot, like basically saying he did a lot of work for charity, so Patel would be alright if I fucking banged up an effigy of Jimmy Savile in a garden, and said, look, he did loads of work for charity you know just ignore the fact that he you know did he did some fucking really dark shit uh, yeah he you, did you know um actually
0: i mean i tend to think that i don't i'm not always sure of my on my stance on things but if Priti patel is for it i'm generally speaking going to be automatically against it because <laughs> she's a fucking dick <laughs>
1: That's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that was Richard there, the political common guardian.
0: <laughs> she, she's a fucking abomination, isn't she? No,
1: she's horrendous. A, a, horrendous, uh, a dreadful bully and a, you know... The, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are. They're fucking gobshites. Um, Williamson yeah. today, uh, the education secretary, currently education secretary, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I hope during the cabinet reshuffle, I think the fucking sooty and sweep should be on the... Anyway, uh, so yeah... Um, He's, he's come out with uh, a little bit of a backtrack hasn't he because he said oh he, he, yeah we probably probably won't get all the kids into the classes before summer now it probably will be september uh because he, he was trying to <laughs> <he> was <laughs> to say you know two meters well it's it's it's, it's kids in it it's kids are small and so meters can be small when it's kids. So it's, pro- it's probably just one meter, isn't it? You know, because they're smaller. Yeah, no, t- two meters is two yeah. meters, said the entire scientific community. Yeah, but is it though? Yeah, yes, it is, Mr. Williamson. Ah, oh, but, right. But, but, but what, what about if where you know uh, no you're right okay i'll add that
0: yeah what what about if we have a window open though
1: <laughs> yeah that kind of thing <laughs> if if we put like a row of really smelly donkeys between each desks then could, could maybe the kids will stay apart because of the smelly donkeys there was yeah. one it was one fucker i can't remember it was um it would said something about oh, well you know they're just not uh, Somebody from the business community—they're not—they're not using—they're not, uh, not, using, um, not using the space creatively enough. They're not using the space creatively <laughs> enough. Well, okay, that's fine. That's fine if you fucking close off your west during the winter months, you fucking twat. But if you've got a school, a school is a school. It's not going to grow. Yeah. It's not the fucking Wayne Manor.
0: No, no, you're wrong. You're very wrong, Nick. Because what they haven't used previously in the wasteful labor years. <laughs> is this is the ceiling void of above the tiles right. there's Brilliant. fucking plenty of crawling space up there for them little kids isn't there yeah and because they're small yeah they, they, you'd have to worry about it being you know the weight bearing of the ceiling
1: as as Williams and it's a small they're small meters aren't they for kids they're small meters so that's good that's good news yeah yeah
0: they're fucking tiny we used to send them up chimneys they can send them into the ceiling
1: you could uh, you could lift the tile and get a torch in like Hicks does in Aliens and watch the kids come into to assemble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so when um, when the teacher's taking register, she just looks at the book and then she's going, Smith, Smith. <laughs> yeah. it's, it says he's in the room. <laughs> it says he's in the room. <laughs> she climbs up onto the desk and just lifts up one ceiling tile and there's all these kids crawling towards her.
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know that brilliant James Horner tingling, that sting of his music. All of them singing "All Things Bright and Beautiful" and fucking charging towards the gap. Well, we've got remote sentries by the dining hall, and we've got a remote sentry by the fire doors.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need to get, send somebody across the the, um, the netball court because they need to get to the emergency generator.
1: I'll do it, <laughs> says the fucking android caretaker. I'll do it. <laughs> 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 oh, I think this could fucking work. Yeah. We should send this to Channel 5.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Danny Dyer could be in it. <laughs> or CBeebies. See, fucking
1: CBBS. is the alien queen? Oh, what's that fucking bloke, Mister? Is it Mister Jumble? What's his name? Oh, I don't.
0: Mister Tumble, isn't it? Isn't is it Mr. Tumble?
1: Tumble? Yeah, Mister Jumble. Mister Tumble. Oh, yeah. yeah, him. Fucking. Yeah. I mean, there's something as we've talked. We've talked about him before, I think. Yeah. Justin. Justin Fletcher. <laughs> yeah. Man, Yeah, no one he, like that. He's got a load of Cub Scout badges that he didn't win somewhere, are <laughs> not he, in a fucking drawer. <laughs> Tucked away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Little bits of thread hanging off them. <laughs>
1: exactly. This is my <laughs> woggle collection. Where are they from, Justin?
0: They're my woggles. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, that's grim. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> that's uh, the week of so, politics apart, right? apart from that and the um, horrific Oh god. Horrific, yeah. horrific racial violence in America oh man uh, I don't know, what the fuck is that all about? it's it. it's like they're determined to make the biggest rage against the machine music video possible <laughs> I
1: mean uh, Donald Trump fucking, you know you, this is a man fed by ego, a malignant narcissist, who is fed by his own fucking ego, and no advisor. It's a little bit like the last days of Elvis, where none of his entourage, none of his advisors dare say anything to him in case he fucking kung fu chops them or puts his fat suit on and yeah. doesn't, uh, you know, the American American trilogy. Donald Trump, aside from saying one trees, has said, he's come out today and said um, uh, the, uh I've, I've a moment caught on camera of police brutality against a different black man was fucking. Mm. Uh, the, um,
0: well, it was um, a seventy-five-year-old a guy who was approaching the police along the pavement yeah. as the like the riot police as mm. they were then approaching the protesters, and he was just pretty much on his own, and um, two policemen. Right. Okay gave him a massive shove Gosh. and he went backwards and fell over and smashed his head on the floor. It was really grim. You know, he did right. he didn't he couldn't um get his foot in quick right. enough and he didn't put his he couldn't get his hands down quick enough to stop his head kind of whiplashing into the yeah. pavement. So he went down and there's blood coming out the back of his head. And these police guys, one of them one of them sort of pauses and looks and looks as if he's going to go to the guy and then the police guy who's next to him grabs him and pushes him forward as if like say no fuck him leave him so they all kind of just walk over him and then two of the National Guard who are coming up in support of um, um they deal with him um and yeah and then Trump's now saying oh I think A I think it was staged and um I think he had some kind of device that was there to jam the communications devices of the police. It's like he had fucking blood pouring out the back of his head.
1: Yeah, obviously. That's but but you know, Rich, that's just syrup, innit? He's just what he's done. Yeah. he's he's tied a blood bag to the back of his head and he's gone down like a cushion. And it's cushioned his fall, but it's looked spectacular. And Donald (laughs) Trump, you know. Uh, as, as probably you know, he's figured that out in his head because he's he's a
0: genius. He's a fu- He's fucking just fucking evil, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's he's a deluded dictator, uh, and it's it's one of those weird things. You know, you, uh, he's a human being, uh, and so I ought to have some respect for his life. Um, I, I do have some respect for his life. I just wish he wasn't who he was. He's that he's of the free world, and he comes out with that shit three weeks ago. He's talking, he was telling us to shove fucking torches up his ass and inject dettol, and now he's saying that a, uh, you know an old guy who's been pound is. It, it, for, um, yeah. God. Vote him out, Americans. But, Americans um, vote him no, out.
0: The 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 awful the awful thing is though, even if they did vote him out, um, there are still people who were well a supporters. Be there are there are people in yeah. authority who have real power who seem to think that what he's doing is all right and they're still True. going to be there aren't they? Those people are still going to be hanging around. There's all those those policemen that think it's all right to beat the fuck out of yeah, 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 yeah. peaceful protesters. There's policemen who think it's all right to kill somebody just because yeah. of the colour of their skin. They're still going to be there with the Trumps there, aren't they? or not? I think the worst thing is with him is that I think they feel emboldened by by him because they've got his tacit support, haven't they?
1: Well, it's neo-populism in action. It's the it's the most dangerous political movement uh, since since open fascism. I think you know yeah. you, you've got these these people suddenly, yeah, like you say, who've been who've been empowered. By a man who is essentially saying just what they want to hear, like yeah. rub- just rubbish. Did you see the thing about him talking about uh, in Finland? They, they sweep, they sweep the forest floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What? Who? T- where did that come
0: from? Well, it's like um, it's like when they had that incident where um, fascists, neo-fascists, and anti-fascists clashed. Like, if, if, well, it's a few years ago now. And he said, well, you know, there were good people on both sides. Uh. And you think, no, no, that's not how it works. No. That's not how it works. You can't say he's a fascist, but he's actually quite a good person. It doesn't fucking work like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As, you know, as fascists go, tell you what, oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a nice
0: We bro. all like to see the good in people, but you've got to draw the line when they're a fascist. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fucking hell. It's
0: like when they they they've demonised people who they said oh it's it's anti it's anti far they're all, you know all these anti far movement they're they're all behind all these things against the police bloody Antifa, blah, blah blah and I'm thinking yeah anti me you're just shortening that because it means anti fascist yeah. so, and that's a good thing yeah. <laughs> not being against fascists is a fucking yeah. good thing
1: yes absolutely absolutely. But not when you are yourself a fascist.
0: It's like oh the the violent antifa. Yeah, violent anti That's what we were in World War Two. Yeah. We were all violent anti fascists. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because yeah. that's what you fucking should be. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You <laughs> armed us and shipped us over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. People fucking died for exactly <laughs> that, you <laughs> evil cunt. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Um the more traction he seems to have uh, watching videos of pe- people talking at his rallies one woman uh it's a video i could send you i'll send you the link yeah uh one woman says i don't care uh about the facts i'm not you know not, i don't care about that uh or i just i believe him and you think but but that that's
0: yes yes yeah.
1: idiocy that, uh, dangerous yeah. idiocy you're allowed to vote Fucking hell, you're allowed to own a fucking
0: gun. Yeah, the the thing (laughs) is, it's when you when people say stuff like that, there's just nowhere to go with the conversation, then, is there? (laughs) It's like when Gove came out and said, you know, like people are tired of hearing from experts when we were going through all the Brexit debacle, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think, well, once you get to that point, then yeah, there's what we this point is pointless having a discussion about it because you're gonna you can just make up any old bullshit. And go with that, and we can't have a reasoned argument about it. It's fucking insane, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, it's 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 the it's the old Stuart Lee thing about talking to a taxi driver, and you know, and the taxi driver said, "Oh, well, I mean, you can prove anything with facts." Can't yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disparaging truth, bullshit.
0: Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. It is. Um. Speaking of terrifying. Yeah. Go on. I watched another episode of Lincoln Rhyme. Um. So this was... No, I think this... <laughs> is it a
1: 23-episode season? <laughs>
0: Fucking hell, if it is. Oh, it Because those can't networks
1: be. in America... Those networks in America... <laughs> yeah, you know, no. they still make 23-episode seasons, man.
0: <laughs> it can't be. It really can't be. Um, I just don't know where they'd go with it. I mean, they've run out, really, and we're on episode well, seven. Well,
1: I suppose, I suppose if, you know, they've, if they've finished with the, the bone collector, could they hunt for the bin collector... You know, and then they're just chasing bin lorries like a the fucking ter- st- <laughs> the stamp collector yeah they go hunt for the stamp collector there's a tetraplegic in a in a fucking bed on wheels being pushed around fucking philately uh, conferences sounds like a laugh I'd, I'd watch that that'd be great yeah Um. what else yeah the,
0: scrap collector
1: scrap collector yeah rag and bone men absolutely you
0: rag get, and bone get, men, yeah get the uh,
1: get, get that community in there get them involved perfect fantastic we're all integrated so that's good <laughs>
0: oh well this week um there was they're still hunting for the bone collector obviously okay every week it starts off with um right, let's get onto this Bone Collector case. And then somebody <laughs> will come up and go, no, we've got this other one. We're going to have to put that. We're going to have to hang on for that. And they go, oh, all right then. Okay. So there's always these stories that kind of take up m- most of the episode and then it's interspersed with, like, about three minutes of the Bone Collector just to keep, you know, the, the whole thread running along. No need for it, really. The, the whole Bone Collector thing is just... It's a waste of time, honestly. It's just a complete waste of time.
1: (laughs) You'll have to remind me, because I I did see the film. It's a long time ago and I don't remember it. Um, Does he collect bones for a specific end, or is it just a cool name?
0: Um, He he sends um, bone... He cleans bones, um, different parts, different kinds of bones that he's taken from his victims, and sends them to Lincoln.
1: Okay, and so different people. So, strictly speaking, then, he's he's more of a bone courier, isn't he? He's not collecting them. He's not. Yeah, he's very much
0: the, the middleman in the process. <laughs> the bone yeah. middleman.
1: It's not as good a title, I appreciate that. Lincoln no, Rimes, look no, no. for the bone middleman. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> also, bone middleman sounds like a John Peel. That oh, was bone middleman there with the latest track. <laughs>
0: I'm not even sure I've played that at the right speed. <laughs> anyway. I miss John <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, so go on. So so, so they've set up so three the,
1: minutes and then there's, there's a new case.
0: Yeah. Aside from the main oh the, the hunt for the bone collectors side of things. So they're looking for um, a bomber who um he's trying to get these building contractors to admit that um it was their fault about a building disaster that had happened a few years ago, where lots of people were being killed, yeah. and they'd essentially seem to have got away with it through the courts. But um, he thought that they'd they'd actually, you know, it, it was their fault. This rich kind of contractor family. So um, he set off a bomb in the one of these contractors one of their buildings. So um, they managed to. I can't even remember how they fucking found out where he was, oh, his workshop God. was, um, but they managed to find out where this potential bomber's workshop was, and it was, um, it was, um, in the like the basement tunnel system, right? Okay. Um, so <laughs> they got to the got to the workshop, and it's all covered in graffiti and all this kind of stuff. Right. It's all run down, and there's um, the doors shut obviously on it and then the, so there's the f- think like five policemen and so there's Amelia and she's Lincoln's eyes she's one of the policemen okay. Lincoln's eyes because she's got the camera thing on her yeah yeah um so they they were like right let's go let's go in there and then um they went oh no hang on uh w- just send Amelia in on her own because we don't want to co- contaminate the scene okay didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense because <laughs> she she didn't have any she didn't have any protective gear on. She just had like a t shirt and jeans oh, on. Oh, Brilliant, of course. And her, like nothing covering her hair or anything. No gloves. They were all the same. They all just had the normal gear on. But he was like, no, no, just her. Uh... It was such an obvious plot device because oh, the only one, one person in the fucking room. He went, no, 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 just 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 Amelia because. Oh. Uh, we don't want to contaminate the contaminate the scene. <laughs> so she go she goes in the um, she goes in this room, and then the door closes behind her and locks. And as it turns out, it's been kind of oh. booby trapped. So she's then trapped in the room, and there's um there's wires running from the door frame, and they go to um a, a, like a smartphone with a clock oh. ticking down. To two to two minutes. Now why if you're gonna if you're gonna kill somebody, why would you do that? Yeah. why didn't it just go off? Why didn't yeah, it just yeah, go yeah, off yeah. as soon I as she went think into the room? Really why, kills. Didn't it, why would it why would it not you why wouldn't you have some explosives set up outside the room and in the room, just in that doorway, and then as soon as somebody breaks in and you do not put your well, code and yeah, it blows them all to yeah. fuck. But no, what it, what it did was it quickly closed the door behind her and then gave her two minutes to fucking think <laughs> it's about
1: that, it. I always, those things, right? There's another one that I always think. You know, like, you always get that. Okay, now, cut the green wire. You sure it's the green wire? It might be the yellow wire. Okay, I'm cutting. Oh, like, I'll change my mind. Oh, click. Oh, it's okay. Everything. If all the wires are fucking brown... Yeah. Fu- yeah. Cut the brown wire. They're all brown. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Good luck, mate. Good luck, then. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. we'll sponge we'll sponge yeah. what's left of you fucking up and, and squeeze it into your coffin. That's an awful. That's
0: awful. And honestly, the colour of the the colour of the fucking wire makes no difference because as if they're <laughs> clever enough to build a bomb but not change the plastic coating on a wire. Of course, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely stupid. Right. So anyway, so she gets trapped inside this room. It um, gives her two minutes. Serves a right for not being fucking properly dressed and. Yeah, why would you not prop the Why would you, you know, not prop the door open? Why would you just go in there and then let the door be oh, yeah. behind you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, or why I not see.
0: have somebody just behind you who's opening the door, keeping the door open? No, they didn't think about any of that. Fucking no, useless. No. Um, so, and besides that, right? They think it's they think it's they're going into a, a potential bomber's workshop. Um, how did they not think? you know, oh, well, he could have had something on the floor to blow us all up. Yeah, The guy's blown up a building. So why wouldn't they take any of those kind of precautions? No, they just walked up to the door and just went, oh, well, no, just one of us go in. That's the safest yeah, yeah. way of doing it. Just one person go in. So she went in, door shut. She has two minutes. Um, <laughs> And I love the fact that um, it's on the phone and it says two minutes. Oh, well, he must be an honest bomber. It couldn't like it couldn't like go off at one minute, could it? No, no, no. He's probably genuine. He's yeah. probably given me two minutes because because that's fair. Like it's the fucking crystal maze. <laughs> fucking stupid. So um, she's like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And um, so Lincoln's looking at it through a camera thing, and he goes, um, I don't I don't know how to defuse a bomb. And he's like getting really stressed. But then he, he goes, Oh, just turn around again, just turn around again. And inside this bomber's workshop he's going, Oh, get, get this um get those things from that jar and he says all these different chemical things. And so while he's um while he's telling her to get grab these things, he's got loads of fucking chemical symbols floating in front of his eyes. Oh no. And he's going get the, get the, get get this foil and then right and then put this bit of wire down and then and then put these and it's all these chemical symbols and so she's grabbing all these bottles and she's chucking all these chemicals together she's not measuring them just chucking them all together <laughs> and then she um, she rolls up the um, rolls up the foil and then puts it round the door mechanism yep. and then. Light lights it or something, and it, she's so she's made like um, it's made like a thermal charge. Brilliant. Within in two a, minutes. Within well, less than two minutes because she first went in there and went, oh my god, it's two minutes, and then they had that whole thing of I don't know to diffuse a course. bomb. Yeah. Oh, so
1: she's done it in about so she, forty-five seconds then.
0: Yeah, he's managed to he's managed to see that he's got the correct ingredients to make a thermal charge just from a quick sweep from a dodgy fucking <laughs> webcam view of these shelves. So, but I, I, I could think of was what you do now to diffuse a bomb, but you know how to fucking make one. What? So which which bit of the class did you skip? <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, the um, she managed to blow the door okay. off. And then, um, then the whole thing blew up. Uh, uh, but before, that was it. Before, um, the, so the door blew open, and so she went to run out. And then, before she ran out, she went back inside to grab a piece of evidence because that's what you do, isn't it? And then they all ran away, and then the whole thing oh, blew okay. up. I thought, oh my god, it made me feel sick. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, they bomber. So the bomber was um, blackmailing these contractors. Yeah. Um, and it was, as it turned out, he was um, he was part of a, like a health and safety team that had warned these contractors when this original building had gone up that it wasn't safe and that something terrible was going yeah. to happen, and they had it all hushed up. I think about you know because of money and stuff. So he was so furious with them that he wanted to blow them up. Um, so what he'd done was he'd um, he'd sent a message to the contractor family via like a little um digital recorder just like a little memo digital okay. recorder thing so and it said like i'm gonna i'm gonna if you don't go on television i admit you did these things on on national television i'm gonna like blow up another building and then i'm gonna blow up your family and okay. stuff like that so they were like oh no <laughs> so lincoln gets the um the voice recorder and um He was like, oh, the voice recorder, ah, now then. Um, (laughs) With voice recordings, (laughs) not everything, not everything is wiped, even though it's deleted, there's still a digital trace. So he gave it over to his tech expert, and his tech expert analysed it and managed to find the first recording that this bomber had made, which was him going, one, two, (laughs) one, two, three, test, 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 one, two, three, test. (laughs) Right, and yeah. then deleted it. So they were going, Oh, what's that noise in the background? Oh, there's a there's fuck, a there's a very specific and there's a very specific it's, and unique noise like in the background. Could it like it could only oh, be ba- on, oh it's better than on. that, man. It's better than that, right? Um So they went, Oh, it's construction it's construction noises, but there's something else and Lincoln goes, I d I, I recognise that noise, that other noise that's in there. See, so he when he just went isolate, isolate that noise, uh-huh. the other noise. So the guy just, he literally just goes like that <laughs> on his keyboard, and he goes right. I've I've isolated it.
1: Fuck off. As if he
0: can type in isolate that other noise. Enter. <laughs> 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 right? So he does that. Brilliant. So then they have this other noise, and oh god, what what is that noise? And, he, and Lincoln goes, oh, it's um, it's parakeets, and they're like. It- what par- par- parakeets what is he like in a, a paint shop or something and he goes no 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 this was um and then more things start flashing in front of his eyes of eye, course they do and you see like news headlines and then you see a picture of a parakeet and you see a boat and then um what had happened was that some uh parakeets had been brought over and they'd um that the thing had broke, the box that they were in had broke and then they'd escaped and this was like in the 60s. And they started working in the and construction industry, presumably. And they started working in the construction okay. industry. Um and they all wore little yellow hats so you could tell which ones they were. <laughs> and there's a famous black and white photograph of them on a fucking beach yeah. on the skyscraper. They were, hev- the they, were, they were heavily unionized. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and they, um, he said, Oh, that's, that's. They they all stay in this particular area. I don't know where it was. Brooke, let's say an area of Brooklyn. Right. Okay, so they were like, cool. Oh, yeah. So then they did a load of like cross-referencing and they managed to find this Fuck they finally managed no. to find this guy's house. They were like, oh that must be him. That must be the bomber's <laughs> house. So bearing bearing in mind that um he's this bomber who's actually blown up he's already blown up the a floor of a, a multi-story right. building. He's already blown up as a booby trapped his own workshop. So they go around to the bomber's house. So they they um the first thing they do is they go up to the door and then one of them slams the door in with, you know, those metal pole things that they used to break the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they just went up to the door and went, "We're oh, coming in! <laughs> and just smashed, smashed it in. Fuck Considering you know. the guy had booby-trapped the door before. like yeah, I was just thinking, he, exactly. Like, he wouldn't think of booby-trapping his own house, would he? So, um, yeah, they just no, smashed no. that in and then they just ran in and they, they found him. And... Um, Oh, okay. So he, so he was there. He was then, was was there. He? Yeah, he, he'd, he'd been clever right. enough to think that they might find his workshop, but not his home address. Okay. So that damn was, those parakeets. That was like <laughs> <laughs> fucking mouthy parakeets.
1: And if I'd have gotten away with it too, if it hadn't been for those bastard, yeah. meddling parakeets. I always
0: knew that they'd sing. So they, nah. um, they, he had, but he had help um, in doing all this. They were like, you can't have done it on his own. Um, because how did he we've looked at all the CCTV footage and um he didn't go into the building to plant the bomb Ooh. so um so how did he do it uh, and then they were like oh no hang on a minute it must be the the contractor's family their nanny and as and it was so how did they, they
1: figured w- that was
0: so they went to um so they because they were like <laughs> well who would be allowed access to the building without needing to explain why they were there and and stuff like that. And they'd done a a load of – they'd done some really (laughs) clunky foreshadowing right at the start of the programme because the the, the contractor was showing these people around this half-finished building and he was going, oh, there's going to be fabulous views and me and my family are going to be – I've got such faith in it that me and my family are going to be the first people who are going to move in here – and then he yeah. said, oh, speaking of which, and he's um, like his, his kid, his wife, and he, and the nanny were there. Right. And he said, um, oh, my son's, uh, he's here like every day. He loves seeing what's going on. He always wants to keep coming here, doesn't he? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it was like, so who had access? And it was like, oh, yeah. it must be the nanny because she's bringing the son every day. Yeah. So as it turned out, um, the nanny's family were in this building accident. Ah. Um. So I, I think I can't remember whether they explained it or not. But all I could think of was either she wasn't their nanny and her family was in this accident, and so she became, <laughs> became their nanny, nanny, yeah, yeah, with a view to getting revenge on them, or by some weird coincidence, she was their nanny already. And their family was in this building that just so happened to collapse, and but yet she didn't like go. Oh, you fucking bastards! She thought, no, I'm going to sit quiet on this information. It's
1: a good job. It's a, I, yeah, I'm getting a decent.
0: I'm going to play the end. long game yeah. because at some point I might bump into a bomber <laughs> who wants to, to who wants to fucking double up on this. So, um, so she had the um, they found the uh, they told the nanny to take this kid to this safe house somewhere. So they went to this safe house where the nanny was with the with the contractor's son. And the nanny had um had this kid like uh with her arm round him and um she was holding him and she had like a detonator trigger and then a and a big like a big thing of explosives on the on the dining table. Excellent. Yeah, and then she just she was just screaming anyway, they they um they just basically just talked her out of it. They just went, You do you don't wanna do that, do you? And she went, No, I don't know. And she's like, don't know. Well it was like, Well, see your answer to losing some members of your family is that you're gonna blow yourself up on a small child. Is that gonna I don't know how that evens things out. No. <laughs> just <laughs> so um, she went. Oh, oh, mate, oh, no! All right, he can go, and I'll, I'll hand myself in, and then I'll just cry about it.
1: Right. Even,
0: even though I was obviously willing to kill myself.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, uh, it's, <clears throat> I mean, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because presumably the the uh, the the guy who made the bomb and the um, and the nanny must have met at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. That
1: must have been a really weird small ad. Imagine reading that in the paper. Wanted. Someone who's lost their family in some kind of construction-based accident for bombing. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please reply, Parakeet Street, New York. (laughs) (sighs) Nanny (laughs)
0: looking for bomber. Yeah. Yeah. Good sense of (laughs) humour.
1: Yeah. And, and, yeah. And lust for revenge. uh, Lust for (laughs) revenge. Uh, Desirable, but not... uh,
0: (laughs) What's that? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> must yeah. love travel and vengeance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> um, so at this point I'm going to give a little spoiler alert <coughs> okay. for um, people because um, at this point we've then once they solved all that again it was another one of those we've just been through this awful thing let's just go back to the office and carry on because that's yeah. what they did yeah. um, so the it then went back to showing you the bone collector all right um, okay. so his wife um found a box of photographs and it was of all the bone collector victims oh, okay. and so she confronted him um and as it turns out she had suspicions about him and she was she first met him when she was his shrink or something i think um oh, okay and um, he was saying, "Oh, like your presence is the thing that like keeps me calm, and so, you know, all that kind of stuff." And uh, she was like, "Oh, yeah, all right." Then. And um, that's fucking she, ridiculous.
1: That's like somebody saying, "Oh, you'll have to stay with me, otherwise I'll eat all the biscuits." That's fucking. Yeah. Just yeah. You, you keep me calm. I, I keep killing people and 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 bleaching the bones and posting them to yeah. fucking tetraplegic.
0: But no, if you're I don't, here,
1: I won't do that. <clears throat>
0: No, I don't think he was saying I'm not going to do it. He was just saying I'll be in a better mood when I am doing it than I would be <laughs> if you were. Yeah. Oh fuck you! <laughs> so, um, he took her down to the basement, and she was like, "Oh my god, you're going to kill me and everything like that." <clears throat> and he was basically like, "Yeah, probably." So he got her on this chair, and he taped up her arms, and put a gag in her mouth, and then he went off into this other room, and he was like, like shaking, and and then um, it came back downstairs. And he, he, he cut her um, tape off her arms and took a gag off. And he said, uh, oh, this is like, um, I'm probably going to regret. I could regret this, doing this. And she and um, she was like, oh. And she, like, gave him a hug and he hugged her. And then he just got hold of her head, went uh, like that and right, okay. twisted it. Right, okay. And she she just had, her, like, lifeless eyes looking at the camera. And then Ooh. he, like, put her on the floor So she was another victim, Um, Mm. but that's—I mean—that's not how you kill people, is it? She just looked like she just looked to one side quite quickly, (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, if that's how you kill people, people would be dropping down all over the place, wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, what? Looking to Edward? Yeah. Cause of death.
0: Everybody, everybody who crossed the road.
1: Cause of death. Startled. (laughs) Startled (laughs) by something over there.
0: Knock at door. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Strange noise on phone in pocket.
0: <laughs> yeah, phone call late at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an open and shut case, Gov. Yeah, he just turned I've, his I've head. have just to, looked on their phone. Turned his head too was, quick. Look was, at him. Yeah. It's 20 past 10. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't <weren't> expecting that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pizza delivery early. Bung bong. it's Domino's. Oh! Uh!
0: God. <laughs> so that was Lincoln, Lincoln Rhyme this week. Rhymes.
1: Very good, very good. I enjoyed. Fucking that. nailed it again. Yeah. Brilliant, aren't yeah, they? It sounds superb. You know, I haven't looked it up yet, but I must look up the um, uh, the IMDb scores. Not not that it's you know it's always the arbiter of of, of good uh, good taste, but I, I'd, I'd be interested to know where it where it figures. Uh, yeah. and the reason I mentioned that. Is because I finished Gangs of London,
0: ah. and
1: the last episode of Gangs of London has the has the uh, the lowest rating. Uh, you've got one episode, which is about episode five, I think, uh, has nine point six out of ten from the from the people who are voting. For yeah, me. yeah. Uh, this one had seven point eight or seven seven or something like that. It's quite low down. And with good fucking reason. In fact, I'm surprised (laughs) it was even that high. I was so, (laughs) so disappointed. Like, uh, you know, I've I've invested eight and a half hours worth of my life in the first eight episodes. The first episode's an hour and a half. The other one, they're all about an hour. And then the style, which, again, not a problem. They do that thing that they often do in... um, Final episodes where they show you something, and then it suddenly says one day earlier or 13 hours earlier or, or whatever. It's,
0: it's, oh, so they changed the style just yeah, for the so last you, episode.
1: You see the guy you've been following, uh, who's the, the policeman, uh, and he's in a room and he's yeah. being interrogated. And he's obviously, you know, it, it's quite obvious from the word go uh, that he's not being interrogated by the police, he's being interrogated by somebody else. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, and he and he's being uh, fairly roughly handled by this. <laughs> so this guy has been throughout the series. He's been like the biggest uh, and most muscular presence amongst the gangs of London, amongst the crew, amongst the you know the uh, the Wallace's yeah. and the Damani's. He's, he's been the he's been the fucking the big guy. Un- unbeknownst to them, he's been. An un- but um, at the start of this episode, it's like I mean. I, it, it it was they strayed into weird fantasy territory because they brought in this bloke who was like the fucking mountain from Game of Thrones. This enormous guy who yeah, yeah. supposedly he, he pushed his him on his chair against the wall and then lifted the whole thing up. Him and his chair with one arm. You go that? No, come on! Don't, don't, don't oh, do that. I mean, even out. if he's on fucking like, steroids like Ben Johnson in the night. No, that's no. Nobody, nobody can do this.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: So you know, already you're thinking, okay, this is this is weird. We, we've suddenly got into sort of mutant territory, uh, and then this this other guy saying, "Oh, you just tell us what you know. Tell us what you know."
0: Yeah.
1: And then we go back <clears throat> a day, and. Um, you know, the Wallace family uh, have, have gone into hiding. Now, they're the very, very wealthy uh, um, property-owning bunch. And throughout the, the series, you've seen different properties that they own. Oh, we, we stay here because of this. We stay here because of that. But, um, again, for reasons best explained by the writers, Sean Wallace is... He's got no bodyguards with him. And he's in this fucking hovel, which is above a nightclub. So anybody, you know, anybody with enough firepower, and he's being guarded by, I think it's yeah. two women. Yeah. And they've said, "Oh, it's a club. It's a yardies. It's a club that's uh, run by the yardies." Well, I didn't see a fucking. You know, there was no. There was no hint to that. And he's he's and he, at one yeah. point he's just sitting there on a fucking old <laughs> chopper bike, and, and just because. What is interesting? That, and and then. Again, one of things that he just like, obviously, we talked the other week about the clunky. He looks at a photograph of people in military uniform and goes, Oh, she's military. So the clunkiness, but for the most part, it's well acted, well shot, uh, well, read. yeah, yeah. The location scouting has been great, really good. And then suddenly, it starts to lose a grip on itself. You, you lose sense of a couple of the characters, they just disappear and you don't see them again. Um, and 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 then you know you've got like wheeling his way around this fucking dodgy flat above a club on a chopper bike, and then suddenly these two urchins you don't even see him. You hear this bloke I hey, Mr. Wallace, it is that copper's phone. Uh, we got it and we we've uh, unlocked it, and then they just disappear and pass him a phone in a bag, and he gets it and in the phone he finds uh, information about the 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 real undercover has uh. been in the the series. Uh, and it keeps flashing back and forth and then so you know and then he's being water tortured uh, and you know it's like he's been uh, redact- uh, extraordinary he's had extraordinary rendition um, and, a, and a nurse comes in at one point and says "Oh, you need to you need to leave this we, we've got to we've got to take him for for surgery or, or something in a minute and then um, uh, she comes down and she starts to whisper something in his ear and you don't hear what it what she's saying but it's clearly something fucking dodgy. Moving on, uh, people are killing each yeah. other. Uh, the 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 matriarch of the family, played by the woman who... Uh, Elle Fairley, who played... Um, uh, um, oh, God. The, Miss Ned Stark's wife, what's yeah. her
0: name?
1: <clears throat> oh, God, that's going to bug me now. I'll think of it later. Anyway... I can't remember, uh, but I know what you mean. Uh, she's the, the matriarch... Uh, and and the, the the two families Wallace and Domani, have been friends since the since the 70s i think and and uh, she gets shot in a graveyard uh, and and again spoilers all this is spoilers but right at the end of the episode prior to the credits rolling um the woman she's been chasing down who's uh, her husband's had an affair with suddenly finds her in a graveyard wheels a pram in with a baby his baby and says i'm going to help you she's been there for ages been fucking shot in the gut I mean, come on, what's she going to help with? The funeral expenses? Fuck off. But anyway, so, t- t- going going back again. Um, you know, you've had all these other people and the, the, the whole thing about him drawing a question mark on a piece of paper and sticking it on his wall saying, oh, there's a Mr. Big. And you're assuming, obviously, oh, it's got to be a character we've already met. It's got to be a character we've already met because that's the nature of these things. But no, <laughs> fucking, at one point, a limousine turns up. and And... <laughs> and one of the characters gets in it.
0: Does the limousine have a big question mark on the outside? Of I it? wish it did. I wish it did.
1: <laughs> the limousine that's obviously been cruising around London looking for individuals that they fucking recognise. <laughs> obviously, they've got a copy of London A to Z and Who's Who of the Gangs of London, and they find. Uh, I think I think it's Alex, uh, who's the the son of the Damani part of the family, and, yeah. and you they open the door. And lo and behold, two people you've never met before, one of whom is played by Tim McKinney, who was Percy Percy in, in yeah, Blackadder, yeah, yeah. uh, being very, very uh, deep voice. He's a very good actor, Tim McKinney, But he, you Yeah, know, he so, is, yeah. Um, yes. Um, you won't be doing it. and what we need you to do is kill somebody. Now, get out the car. <laughs> We've got a place in our fucking limousine. Always finds people in underpasses. <laughs> You know, obviously they're just cruising the. Under- it's like it's like it's been made by Americans who think London has the underpass. Well, you know, and and also the police, uh, yeah, the, the the undercover copper always meets his handler at the bridge. <laughs> it's always the same fucking bridge. At the <laughs> beginning of the series, uh the, the lead Wallace uh, Sean, the, the the guy you follow, he um has has serious doubts about uh, the, the undercover cop and has said, oh yeah, we need to keep an eye on him. Well, all you'd have to do is follow him for a day. He always goes to the bridge and he always meets with the, his handler. I mean, they're not fucking, they're not indoors. They're just in the same fucking place <laughs> over and over again. The handler, however, who has been, thro- oh, I'm getting, oh no, it's unraveling for me. It's all unraveling for me. There's a point in an earlier episode where she has sent a video. She sent a text saying, which obviously means stop looking into whatever she was looking into. And then there's a video of somebody in her flat with a box cutter walking yeah. up to her as she sleeps. You know, this is somebody who doesn't know the environment of this flat. He's walking around in the dark, hasn't kicked anything over, hasn't tripped over <laughs> anything, hasn't trodden a creaky floorboard and has put the box cutter to her face, filmed himself doing that and then left. And she doesn't come off the case, but she says, oh, no, I'm staying with this. There's people who know who she is, but no, she stays with this. She stays with this. And then, um, so what else? Oh, yeah, so, anyway, now Sean Wallace knows that the undercover cop is the undercover cop, but he invites him over. Come on over, come on over, he says. Anyway, so he goes over there, and... uh, Sean Wallace, who says, "Oh, you're a scum! You are, you're a fucking scum! You've, you've, you've been undercover copper, and, and uh, you know, you, that's, that's disgusting, disgusting, that terrible." And then a moment later, he grins and he says, "Let's take them all down. I've changed my mind. I, I blew up a building in the road because I ate the investors and I ate it all. So let's take them all down." And, and so
0: what? What, I've, what? What? So he's turned. What is his suggestion that he's turned and he's going to help the? policeman
1: kind of yeah he just suddenly said maybe he just he, he enjoyed he enjoyed being on the chopper bike so much he took him back to a happy place <laughs> in his head but he, he just says yeah we're gonna take them all down we'll take them all down and and then alex right. turns up who obviously tim mckinnery said you know kill him he turns up with a gun but he's more the business end so he's a bit frightened and he's holding the gun and his arm's shaking and, uh, yeah. and, and Elliot says, it's all right, Alex, give me that. It's all right, it's all right. Don't worry about it, it's fine. Takes the gun and then turns it on Sean and fucking shoots him through the face. Honestly, the whole thing's <laughs> ridiculous, right? Shoots him, right? Uh, and there's policemen coming to raid and he's saying, get out, and he's shooting the policemen and they, and they dash onto this, gets away and he hands himself in and then we get back to the point where he's being interrogated interrogated by the, I I, I can't work out quite how, or maybe is a policeman with a massive, massive mountain of a colleague uh, who's corrupt or something, but then there's a flashback within a flashback where, uh, oh no, no, sorry, sorry, before we get to within a flashback, Sean gives Elliot this tiny little microchip. And he says, "On there is all the information you need about the investors. We can take them all down. That'll get anyway." He shoves it in his gum. Right. Right. He, he manages to push it between his two and gum.
0: Oh, you're right. That's
1: going to stay there in it, obviously, because yeah. you know it, it, It's it's clearly the thinness of yeah. skin. This thing, you know, because that's the only thing I can think of that would stay between your tooth and your yeah. gum. <clears throat> anyway, so.
0: Well, then I can't. I can I can't imagine. Um... A, s- a small, delicate piece of electrical equipment could be damaged by um, the saliva in your mouth and your teeth constantly moving around. I would have thought it'd Especially be all right. Especially
1: when one of your gums is like a drawstring <clears throat> pouch and you can just pop it up there with no trouble. To uh, Elliot being yeah. found by the limousine. Like, nobody knows why. The limousine is like the shopkeeper in Mr. Ben. It just fucking turns up. A limousine appeared. <laughs> it's just a shame that Tim McKinney isn't wearing a fucking fez and a waistcoat um, so he gets in the car and, and he says oh uh, right uh, Sean Wallace can't ever get to court he can't ever testify at this point you've seen eight episodes of him never getting in, in trouble with the law ever so why they would imagine that would be a fucking threat is anyone's guess but he's blown up a building in the previous yeah, yeah. episode, and they think the police are closing in on him, and, and and all this kind of thing. So, you know, you've got to kill him. And Elliot is a policeman, uh, but they show him a photograph of the of the the woman that he's been, but he's been with, who has a child. But even during that, in the previous episodes, he's been having little uh, traumatic flashbacks to his own wife and child who died in, I think, a car accident or something like that. So, of course, he has compassion for a fellow human being, but it's not to the extent that he's going to go. I'm going to throw my career away, and I'm going to throw everything away on the off chance that you are going to do this. Um, it's 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 a very weird. But suddenly, he's totally complicit. He's being oh jeez, oh I feel bad. I, to listen to this nurse who is, I am protected under diplomatic immunity from the government of Panama. And they all back off. <laughs> and he gets to leave. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. And the last thing he sees is he's into London.
0: Is that all you need to say?
1: Well, apparently so, yeah. <clears throat> and I shall try, you know, if I, if I get...
0: Fucking hell, yeah. Just get a yeah. speeding ticket.
1: I mean, that's better than Dominic Cummins, that, innit? Maybe yeah. Dominic Cummins is protected under diplomatic immunity by the government of... <laughs> I'll say that. Why not? Fuck it. He's <laughs> I mean, Dominic Cummings. So yeah, it was a, it was hugely logical sense, and even though I thought that the you know the performances were, there were there were moments of really uh, bravura filmmaking, and some spectacularly original deaths. Um, taken as a whole, but because of the final episode, I thought, uh, well, that was really fucking disappointing. Well, oh, no. So yeah. Anyway, if anyone fancies, uh, letting me know what they think about it. Uh, if you've seen it all and you enjoyed the final episode and I've just talked out of my app because I've obviously missed something or, or you know I'm, I'm just making a
0: point just to be just to
1: please send us a message however I do think the final episode was absolute fucking bobbins uh, do you think so,
0: then that he's going to um, turn up again for season 2 I don't care <coughs> no Sean
1: Wallace the kind of um, crazy one was shot through the face he's dead and his mother, yeah. if they bring her back, then Catelyn Stark, then, then you know, she might as well be Catelyn Stark. Uh, although yeah. Catelyn Stark doesn't come back from the dead in the, in the TV series. It was only in the book, wasn't it? Anyway, that's a different series. We're not talking about Game of Thrones. That was another one that ended fucking dreadfully, though. There must be some kind of um, <laughs> thing where, you know, they can't... Uh, uh, anyway. Grr. Right. That
0: is gutting, though, isn't it? When it's been reasonable all the way through oh. and it finishes on that Dread,
1: dreadful dreadful it was it was very very frustrating oh, very God.
0: frustrating I, it's another one of those where um a bit like lincoln rhyme where uh, i think there's been an awful lot of talented people and a lot of money involved in a project and yet just they've obviously storyboarded it all out and then got to that final episode and thought yeah no that seems that seems to be a good way to finish it
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, it's it's almost like... Oh, yeah, I didn't even tell you what happened to the handler. The handler goes around to see the woman that um, that the, the undercover copper has been seeing. And basically to say, he's an undercover copper and I can give you protection and you can get out of the family. And she's been this... Um, I mean, she's complicit. She knows what the co- family are like. But she's been this completely innocent character. And it was almost like that in the writer's room... The producer's son says, I've got an idea. What if she comes down and she's got a shotgun and she kills that woman? Uh, no, Terry, that's a terrible idea. He's my son. It's a brilliant <laughs> idea, Terry. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And, and yeah, so suddenly she turns up and says, you don't know anything about me. It just blows this woman away. It's, it's like... So uh, the
0: handler got shot then? Handler's the
1: dead. Sean's dead. There's loads of people dead. I don't know whether or not they were just going... Well, do you know what? We're not even sure we'll get a second series, so let's just fucking kill every interesting character off. Very strange. Very, very strange. But yes, frustrating. Frustrating.
0: Fucking hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah.
0: crazy, isn't it? Very weird. Very All weird. that fucking effort that they've put in, though. Yeah. And then oh, just, yeah, I know. just chuck shit at a wall for the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, indeed. Oh well, so we're not going to look forward to season two of that, even if it does come about.
1: No, we're not. We're going to be avoiding that like I'd, I'd
0: shun a rabid dog. Um, you you have more of an idea about this than me. But go when, on. Um, when they um, say you're, you're pitching an idea for something like this, <clears throat> and um, it gets to the point where somebody's commissioning it, did they? Would they just go on the on the Say like, the first premise of the first three episodes and Ooh. say, it's going to it's gonna run for eight, but here's in detail what's going to happen in, like, the first three, and here's the people who we think are going to be involved in it. Ooh. And then they'll go, oh, yeah, no, we'll buy that. I don't know. without I Without don't... knowing what the eighth episode's going to be, must, how it's going to wrap it up. It
1: must be uh, <clears throat> different for different networks, but, I mean, I would imagine that, yeah, I suppose, if you've got an outline, you go and pitch a story, don't you? You pitch... You know, you pitch your. Uh, they call it a log line, don't they? If you can, if you can tell yeah, it in twenty five yeah. words or less, you can sum up the the idea. Then yeah. you know, and you're and you're a well known writer or, or well established director or whatever. This was like, a, as I said, this was put together by uh, the people who made the raid, uh, and and the raid uh, two. So I, you know, a, fa- a, a fair pedigree. Um, but yeah, I do wonder about that. I know, because
0: if if I if I was um if I was a a commissioning. If I was a commissioning editor, I just suppose it. I suppose it depends on how it goes through. Because if it's a private, if it's an independent production, then they might have just made it and then sold it, haven't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But if I, if I was in whatever capacity, if I was in, investing in the whole thing, I would want to know. Right. So this is a story. This is how the timeline's going to run, and I'd want to know how it was resolved.
1: Yes, of course.
0: And if it was going to be a, just a standalone eight-episode thing where we just tie all the narrative up, yeah. or we deliberately leave some open ends, but actually that is the end of it, we're not going to do any more, or whether we will leave certain ends open because we've got a really interesting idea for how the second season could run and how that could develop. Yeah, absolutely. If I was having the money and making decisions on that, I would want to know all that in detail. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to get to the... <laughs> if they give me the outline for episode eight... And then they went, Oh yeah, well she gets shot <laughs> randomly. <laughs> we could have we could have killed her earlier on with a with a with a knife, but we didn't. She gets shot earlier on. He gets shot. He claims diplomatic immunity by the government of Panama. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's it. I'd be like, No, 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 you've got <laughs> yeah. let's you've gotta you've gotta work something else out. Yeah, absolutely. That that can't be it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it is it is a it is a preposterous preposterous way to end things. It was very 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 weird. And and yeah, you're right. And um, although maybe it's one of those things where <coughs> there was a different ending. And halfway through, they went, "Oh, we don't like it. Shall we just make it so she he gets shot through the face, she gets shot in a graveyard, and a nurse tells him to declare diplomatic immunity from the government of Panama?" Oh yeah, okay, let's do that. I don't know. I mean, you. you <laughs> you find, you, you know, you learn. You hear uh, about all sorts of um, you know, f- people starting series or starting films without a finished script. It could have been one of those. I mean, a lot of faith must have been put in it if it was, because uh, it, it obviously cost a fair amount of money.
0: Because um, the thing that I've I've gleaned from um, from like how you've you've done things and how I've read about how other people yeah, yeah. do things that I didn't realise from somebody who just watches stuff and listens to things, um, how important it is that the the kind of bit that people take in a lot, it isn't the thing that I thought was important, which is like, I always thought, oh, it's like the dialogue and the character and all that kind of thing. Because before all of that, you've got to have a structure that all of these other things hangs on. And if you haven't got that, then it, it doesn't matter how good your characters are and how good your dialogue is; it all falls yeah. to pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that the the structure's the difficult bit. And the I, th- I I mean from the outside, I think the the real talent for f- in 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 people's writing is the how they put that structure yes. together. And it's the bit that you probably don't from an if you're just a, a viewer, a casual viewer. Then that's not the bit that you ever think about, but that's the important it's all, thing.
1: Yeah, it's almost an invisible skill. Uh, it's it's yeah. Of course, you're right. You, you get great characters, you get great dialogue, spiky dialogue, and all that kind of thing. <clears throat> but it is how it how it bounces along and and creating a structure that leads to an ending is really important. I think you know.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I mean, the obviously stru- the, the structure. It, it, it affects so many different parts of it, doesn't it? Because it obviously affects the pacing of yeah, the sure. and how and how all your characters interact and everything like that. But when they do things like that and their structure just falls to pieces <laughs> on the final episode, yeah. I don't even even if you were just sketching things out, you'd think, well this is how we want to start and this is how we want to this is the end that we want to get yeah. to and then we'll make the path the path to get to it. It's like they've known they've gone. Just let's let's just yeah. make a pass and then it eventually it'll end up somewhere. Yeah. Or Unfortunately,
1: it's yeah, very much so. It, it becomes like they're just um, they're like playing a role playing game or, or, or winging it. You know, it's 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 all yeah. it's like one of those improv shows where they get the audience to shout out the situation. Yeah. Hey, what happen if Sean gets killed? Well, let's try that then. Let's just see.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, so um, there's a, a woman who's shown no violent tendencies uh, previously, and she's introduced to a member of the police. Um, shall we just roll the dice and see what comes up as to what yeah, her reaction on, might be? Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's a it's a seven. Oh, she shoots her in the face with oh. a shotgun. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <Can, laughs> yeah, kind of comes out that of that one. Well,
1: that's life, isn't it? Life comes out of nowhere.
0: That's what the. <coughs> yeah, sorry, that's what the dice said. Know.
1: Yeah, very strange, <laughs> very very strange, and and disappointed. So yeah, oh, you can watch slash avoid that uh, on uh, uh, Sky on Now TV till end of this month, I think. And then it then it's taken off. Yes,
0: what a shame. Yes, indeed. Opportunity wasted. Over to you. Um, I've been watching something that cost an awful lot of money on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's The Last Days of American Ooh. Crime. Um, so it's based on a graphic novel. Um, it's set, um, I guess, kind of okay. now-ish, but almost in an alternate timeline. Um, things are going to shit in right. America. Um, so what they've decided that they're going to do is basically cordon off America, um, and they've discovered this, um, like, sound tone. We talked about something to do with the sound tone the other week, didn't we? There's a sound, there's a particular sound tone that when it happens, it stops people committing a violent criminal act. So the idea is that once they've got all these stations set up all over America, then they'll hit this button and the sound tu- sound will come on. And then if you want to commit an act, there's something triggered in your brain that means okay. that you can't do it. It's very confusing because at one point they talk about um, if you try and commit this act, then like a, a bit of your brain just kind of basically implodes and you end up being All a bit right. of a vegetable. And then later on in practice when it shows people, they don't, they just... You know, like they'll have a gun and they'll point it at somebody but they can't pull the right, trigger okay. for some reason. Um So it's hanging the whole storyline's hanging on a thread really by that like yeah. light premise. Because that doesn't really stand up <laughs> to any kind of scrutiny, does nope. it? So you've got you've got s you've got a sound that can affect people's moral decisions at that particular time. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's just odd. Um So, like, I was thinking, so if, say you're somebody who works in a slaughterhouse and your job is to shoot cows through the head, does it stop you (laughs) from doing that? (laughs) I've no no idea. So, um, anyway, they've basically built um, a fence all uh, around America to stop people escaping to Canada because the Canadians are taking part in this. And... For some reason, they've managed to stop the sound going oh, over the Canadian border yeah. as well. I mean, it's that's never no. talked about, but that's an obvious consequence of it because they've got these these big, you know, stations everywhere that yeah, are pumping yeah. out this sound. So when well, I mean, sound travels, they've not built like a soundproof wall. It's just it's yeah. just a normal wall. So um, basically, the the countries like going in complete turmoil and chaos and anarchy because everybody's committing crimes because they think that it's going to be the last time that they're able to commit a crime so there's people like looting and shooting and all this kind of stuff all over the place so then there's the um our protagonist who's um like an a bank robber and he meets up with the son of um, a gang leader, and the gang leader wanted this bank robber uh-huh. killed, I think. Yeah, he did. Um, and he doesn't like his son either. And then the, this mysterious woman who comes in who's like, she's the gang leader's son's girlfriend, but she seduces the bank leader. To help them in this endeavor, where they're gonna rob, okay, the equivalent of I guess Fort Knox of all this money on the just before all the right. okay. um, siren goes off and this noise comes out. So it's all there. Is, you can tell it's taken from a graphic novel because there is lots of things that okay. um, follow kind of graphic novel tropes, uh-huh. where um, the violence is like quite surreal. Uh, you know it's kind of there's just got that edge to it where it's obviously not meant to be portrayed as this is exactly what would happen you know people spraying bullets everywhere and all that kind of stuff and getting shot from ridiculous angles and all that kind of thing um there's a lot of completely needless nudity and sex in it um just doesn't really add anything to the story at all um uh, the main protagonist is pretty much silent all the way through the film, which I think he's supposed to make him like strong and charismatic, <laughs> but um, I don't think that really works. Um, vis- uh, the, the violence is very run-of-the-mill. Um, the storyline's not particularly exciting, uh, and so the whole thing just goes kind of through the motions And then it's okay. done I won't tell you the end Because some, some people might want to watch it um, But one of the interesting things about it Because I watched it Because um, it just said it was a new film on Netflix And I watched the trailer And the trailer actually looked alright So I thought I'll give it a go And I watched it and it was like Meh You know what It is Right. Okay. It is what it is It's just nothing Nothing in particular there's loads of films, isn't there? They're not, there's, it's not polarising. It's not like extremely, sure. you know, oh, my God, it's amazing. There's these things, this thing happened and that thing happened. It's very kind of run of the mill. Um, but it's all okay. done, I'd say, adequately. Right. The whole thing, it's a very adequate film. It's quite long. It's just too long. I'll give it that. So I looked at the reviews on it and it's been getting like, zeros and things like that oh, right, on like okay. zero on rotten tomatoes and oh, shit, and all these other critic forums it was getting like you know like one out of a hundred and oh I think six, 16 out of a hundred and stuff and uh, one of the main criticisms seems to be that um, the things that happen in it now seem because of current news now seem really tasteless there's a lot of um like unnecessary police violence and stuff. Oh shit. And okay. somebody get somebody gets choked and things like that. Um So they've they've just like said, oh well the 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 film is like tonally deaf. I was thinking two weeks ago, three weeks <laughs> ago, this wasn't tonally deaf. No, of course. It was just a film. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's got odd bits that kind of kind of re- they're not even they don't even overtly relate to the situation now. They kind of relate to the situation now. If okay. you if you when you've see the news today and then you watch that film, you do think, ah, you know, that's those two things seem connected. They're obviously <laughs> not. This film must have been made like two fucking years ago. Right, okay. It's not like they've just made it last week. No. They've sure. not they've not seen police police people choking other people and thought let's make a film about that no of course not god no um so i feel like it's been unfairly criticized okay it's just uh, really unnoteworthy
1: <laughs> that's the worst i think that's that, that's damning with faint praise is the worst kind of damnation for me it's 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 not bad it's just not good either. I yeah. always think that's the that's a disappointment for me. Like, if, if a film's going to stink, I want it to absolutely stink. I don't want it just to be uh, a bit like... I was going to talk about remakes this week. We won't have time. But the remake of The Magnificent Seven, did you see it with Denzel Washington?
0: Um, do you know what? I've tried watching that twice, and then I've lost interest um, twice at the, about the half an hour, 40-minute mark. Right. Once I watched, tried to watch it on a plane, and then I, watched, I tried to watch it on a telly, and I found that I was drifting off drifting off in concentration from the okay. remake.
1: I mean, it's all right, but that's all you can say. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. It's a bit, a bit of an unnecessary remake, and, a, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's not... Not the worst thing you'll ever see, but it's certainly by no means the best. The thing I think with the,
0: I think I think with those with those films though, like that film that I watched and like with the Magnificent Seven remake, it's guaranteed that there are going to be a a sizable number of the population that who will watch it and really enjoy it. Yeah, because I bet you, there's people that maybe of a, a different age group to me or somebody who's really interested in that kind of style. Who might go for that and go? Oh well, actually, I fucking loved that film. The way that he did yeah. that thing, and oh god, when he went through and he had those guns and da da da. Yeah, I could yeah. see, I could see like a certain age group fucking loving it. So I feel like it was, it's been unfairly. I've seen seen way worse fucking films than that. Yeah, way worse films than that. I've turned yeah. off lots of films because they were just so terrible that I couldn't. I couldn't watch you know, like like you say, if you want it if it's a real stinker, then there is something to be you can get some kind of enjoyment out of just how yeah, of course, atrocious it is. Yeah, but yeah. there have been lots of films where I thought, No, you're you're not only bad, but you're boring as well. And yeah. that's that's when I've just thought, Oh no, I'm out. Well this one isn't isn't that. Somebody out there will like it. So giving it like a fucking one out of a hundred because of the current news just seems yeah, ridiculous.
1: Yes. Yeah, that is that yeah. That is difficult, isn't it? Blimey! Maybe they should uh, re-rate it, and well, I'm sure they will. Maybe they'll re-rate it in a few months' time, and it won't be anywhere near as bad. Who's in it? Anyone we know?
0: No, I didn't know. I didn't know any of them, to be honest. Um, okay. I know the director's not a popular person because he directed um, Taken Two and Taken Three. Oh, um, right. And I think that the that's probably the main disappointment in it is that. Um, he doesn't really handle the kind of violence and fight scenes particularly well. Right. Okay. They're really humdrum, and it's like, come on, mate, you should be making the most of these bits because that's you—you you can get get away with a film like that if, like, you know, the storyline's a little bit off kilter. Yeah, yeah. If you do either the violence like completely over the top, or you do it really realistically. But he didn't. It was that was it was really average. Oh, man. and then you are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, I finished it and thought, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> f- fine, I suppose. I bet you somebody out there likes it. And then I looked on the internet. It was like fucking hell. People Nobody. actually hate. People <laughs> actually fucking hate this film. Wow. And I just didn't. I didn't see the hate there. No.
1: Well, that's fair enough. And that that was Netflix, right? That was that was
0: Netflix. See, it's Netflix original.
1: Okay, the last days of American crime.
0: Yes, All
1: right, okay, um, very
0: good. You've been watching something a bit grittier than that, though, haven't you?
1: Yes, another Netflix. Well, I I, I wanted to compare and contrast something because I fancied watching. I'm a, I'm an Al Pacino fan, uh, and and you know, and, and there are people who have who have sort of said, you know, in his. In his later work, you know, post-1990, post-Sea of Love, he just became a bit of a -ah, hoo-ah, hoo-ah, kind of, uh, you know, grumbling caricature. Um, And I don't know. I I think uh, he's as good as the roles he's given. You know, sometimes he gets a great role and he's going to be great. Sometimes he gets a role that, like he was in, um, was it Jack and Jill? The Adam Sandler movie?
0: Oh I mean he's been in some dog shit, hasn't he? Um oh,
1: he's done some ter- he's in Jigley as well, just very
0: briefly. Wasn't uh, he in um he was in SWAT as well, wasn't he?
1: He was in SWAT, yes. Fucking he
0: hell, that's stunk the place out, hasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yes, that's a, not a great film. And one letter away from being twat.
0: Um yeah. Imagine if they'd have had to have given him the Oscar for that, because they were <laughs> running out of films. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, Yeah. And the nominees are.
1: And Al Pacino for SWAT. What? what? (laughs) That's like saying that uh, fucking Robert De Niro got nominated for Rocky and Bullwinkle the movie. (laughs) And Robert De Niro for Fearless Leader in Rocky and Bullwinkle the movie.
0: I mean, he's another one that's done some fucking turds as well.
1: He has, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've all got mortgages, I suppose. Mind you, you know, you don't. Have they? So much. Well, <laughs> or maybe they have. That's a good point. Or they've got maybe they've got things to fund, or who knows? I mean, there's a. Um, there are a few actors, uh, some of some of whom have uh, retired from acting. Uh, Gene Hackman made a load of films, a load, yeah. and some of them are shit. But he's always yeah. brilliant in everything he does. Yes,
0: he is, yeah. You know, yeah,
1: And uh, and I'd say that's true of Pacino. So so he, he was in a series, the, the point I'm going to make is he was in a series, uh, or it is currently in a series, which is on Amazon Prime, called Hunters. I don't know if it's based on a graphic novel. It feels like it is. Uh, it's stylistically and tonally, it jumps all over the place. But ostensibly, it is about a young kid... Whose uh, grandparent, his surviving relative, uh, a grandmother, dies quite early doors, and at her funeral, he is introduced to this whole world of um, of Nazi hunters, uh, led by Al Pacino. This happens quite early on in the in the first episode, so it's not like I'm giving anything away. And it's been fairly widely publicised as well. This this TV show, and they and they uh, you know they go on uh, hunts, hence the name hunters uh to track down these uh ex-nazis living in uh, America uh, and you know that they're themselves are trying to establish the Fourth Reich and they're still saying Heil Hitler and uh, you know and, and
0: is it what um, is it set now
1: 1977. It's set.
0: Oh, right, yeah, sorry. So, right.
1: uh, you know, you and 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 the hunters are a fairly uh, diverse band of folk. There's a there's a Jewish film star as one of them. There's one who dresses as a nun. I think she might be skies a lot of the time. And then there's a um like a kung fu type of a guy, very 70s. Um, you know, it, it's 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 it, a, range, a range of different actors. And I watched the first couple of episodes yeah. and even though I I enjoyed it. I felt like some of it was a bit salacious and and, and sensationalist with regard to uh, the, the the justice and the revenge meted out on these, these people who have integrated into American society. Um, and, you know, they, not me saying sympathy for the devil, you know, the Nazis were actually all all right, because clearly they fucking weren't.
0: I mean, you do sound a bit like Trump at this point, Nick.
1: <laughs> I'm a bit worried, yeah. But you know, in Finland, they do sweep the forest floor, so you know. You've yeah, you've
0: got to remember, there's good people on both sides.
1: Good people on both sides, absolutely. That was the, that. was the thing in the uh, in the the third of the prequel movies for Star Wars. The the the, the credit scroll started with war exclamation mark, and then it said something like, <laughs> "Um, uh, the, the separatists have started fighting the Republic. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere." And you th- again? You think, really? <laughs> okay, yeah. There, there are effective soldiers on both sides, but they can't all be yeah. heroes. A hero is no. subjective. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, getting back to this thing, I watched the first couple of episodes. I enjoyed them. Like I say, it, it, it's it's lifted from. The, there are a couple of moments that you think, right? That's just sort of Tarantino-esque is, that is is stealing from something else. And then I decided to watch some things uh, at the same time called The Devil Next Door. I'm going to do these both at the same time. Uh, the Devil Next Door is a five-part documentary series yeah. um, detailing the tracking down of a man who had been living in the States since 1946, 47. Uh, a child, Demyon, a Ukrainian, he'd been working at the Ford Motor Plant, kind of kept himself to himself, married, raised some kids, I think he's got three children. And then, based on, I think, a regular interview with the uh, INS, he, he gave a weird answer which led people to start thinking there's more to this guy than meets the eye. And it's explained in the first episode that... I think it's a, is it an eyewitness or the Americans. No, the Americans, CIA, FBI, FBI, are sent to Russia uh, and, I, and an ausweis from Treblinka, which was one of the Polish uh, deaths before. Uh, and Treblinka was notable. I mean, it, it killed a million Jewish people. Uh, but it was notable for having a guard there. It was known as Ivan the Terrible. And Ivan the Terrible would uh, stab people with bayonets. He would cut the breasts off women before they were going to the gas chamber. He was a, you know, a horrible, horrible, sadistic man. And this guy, John Demianyuk, uh, was extradited to Israel so he could stand trial because uh, it was very strongly suspected that he was Ivan the Terrible. And the five-part uh, series uh, documents in great detail, with a lot of you know uh, modern interviews with a lot of the protagonists, um, the trial of this chap uh, and what happens. It's done brilliantly. Both sides, both the prosecution and the defence, uh, come across as... Uh, you know, uh, it, it's not... I think the documentary doesn't nail its colours to the mast on one side or the other, so it keeps you guessing. So, you know, the weird thing about it was, this all happened in the mid to late 80s, uh, and I remember it. I remember it vaguely. I was in the sixth form, and I remember it vaguely. Uh, the name John Demjanyuk is, is, you know, it's quite memorable. So, And, and I remember talking about it with my mum. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it was a really, really good series and it reminded me of the true sheer evil brutality of some of those, those prison guards. You know, when the, uh, obviously without spoiling what really happened, if you don't know, uh, the, the case of Ivan the Terrible, uh, I, I had urged you to watch this series. Um... But without giving too much away there are obviously lots of appeals there are lots of successes in the courtroom and and setbacks and so on and so forth and it was televised so all the footage is genuine and there are moments in it where you see the people uh in the court in israel who are so passionate about getting a, a a verdict uh that they're crying they're shaking they're shouting And it means so much. Of course, it's going to mean so much. They decimated six million Jews. It's going to mean so much. Uh, You know, uh, systematic destruction of a culture and a people. Um, And uh, and yet, the have I think wisely um, kept him human. And throughout the five episode run, if you don't know what happened to the guy. It's fascinating to see the mistakes made. It's fascinating to see the way the process works and uh, just a really gripping series. and it made me watch the next episode of, of Hunters very, very different because I was reminded that it doesn't matter what you do in a fictional mm. series, it will never be as horrific as what really happened. Uh, and so I, I I enjoyed the third episode a lot more. And I thought, yeah, this uh, okay. There, there's there's there is a genuine uh, drive for for justice here, um, and they're all Nazi hunters, you know. And as as we as we know from well, uh, ever since the film started being made about the Second World War, they make brilliant villains. The Nazis,
0: they do because they fucking were. Villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, so as a suggested double bill, watch The Devil Next Door and then watch Hunters.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could alternate. You watch an episode and then another episode. I think Hunters is longer. than I think it's like eight episodes. I'm only up to episode three. Yeah. Uh But uh, yeah, I, I would um, I would have a look at them both at the same time because you know you do get it's, it's one extreme to another. The fantastical yeah. against the 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 true grim reality of the documentary.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 um, you forget how needed that things like documentaries like The Devil Next Door are, as your kind of view of people's morals and what they're capable of yeah. kind of get reset by our modern expectations yeah. of people. And you oh, do gorgeous. need that reminder of like, no, absolutely horrific yeah. things can yeah, yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. We, even with good people yes. around, these things can still yeah. go yeah.
1: ahead. This—that's absolutely true. <clears> um, but of course, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure Donald Trump. would think it was all anti-far.
0: Yeah, well, it's—I uh, mean, it sounds like a bit of a hoax, to be honest, doesn't it? Yeah, it probably. Yeah, it probably was. Who knows? Yeah, um, I think it was all a setup. Yeah, yeah. My mate next door. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's so. The, his his sentiments are so utterly abhorrent, aren't they? It's yes. like how he tries to say, well, like when he makes casual remarks about there being good people on both sides, and and um, I think it's one of these, these anti-fascists that are being horrible to the police. You think, oh well, no. I mean, then they're anti-fascists. They're against yeah. fascists. I don't know how you can have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah absolutely just uh, you know it's just astonishing isn't it that somebody can it is some especially somebody of his age that can say yeah that. <clears throat> yeah 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 he's come from a time when that was a, a raw a raw thing that happened
1: yes yeah yeah absolutely, absolutely.
0: and yet he's still calling out people He's still supporting people who are white supremacists and, <laughs> and downgrading yeah. people who are against fascism.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fucking yeah. hell fire.
1: The world's gone upside down, man.
0: Some anyway, for, yeah, some place. Anyway,
1: that's that's my <coughs> last two for tonight. Um it's uh it's Netflix for uh, Devil Next Door, Amazon for hunters. Yeah, well, I'm what? definitely gonna
0: get them on watch list. Yeah, I wanna watch both of them. Cool. Um, I've been watching something equally gritty, oh as well, yeah, yeah, it's um holy moly on YouTube, so okay <clears throat> holy moly um it's not it's not um a religious thing it's not uh, an an investigation into the mega churches in America. <laughs> it's actually about um it's crazy golf, it's televised crazy golf.
1: Oh my god, it's not a documentary about crazy golf.
0: No 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 no. It's actual no, no. crazy golf. It's actual crazy golf. I think and each is it, episode is about forty five minutes long as well.
1: And is it commented on like it's a sport? Yes. <laughs> so it's it. got
0: it's got two It's got <clears> two, <throat> two commentators and one, they they both dress in like your archetypal American sports commentator thing of, you know, they've got the company, they've got the holy moly blazers on. Yeah, of course. And you know, there's like the sports jackets. Um, so one guy is like the straight kind of commentator. And the okay. other one is like the pseudo straight commentator. But he is, fucking hell, what's his name? I did, did I have a look at his name. Rob Riggle. Ralph Swingle. He's an American actor and comedian. Oh, is he? He, he yeah. Um so he does a kind of pastiche of a sports commentator. Oh okay, got you. And he he just plays it straight, but he's very funny. Oh great. Um so what they do is they have um they have people playing against each other individually at these different themed holes. And it's kind of an elimination until they end it with three people at the end who face off against Holy Moly, which is this, is a hall, it's the final hole, which is this big mountain. Right. It's Mount, Mount, Holy Moly. <laughs> they, have <Fucking> to, <laughs> they have to get through. And I think they win, I think it's 25 grand, I think. Wow. For, oh yeah, there's big fucking money wow. at stake. Um. So the people that they've got to compete in it are they seem to have done like a fifty fifty split of people who play golf semi professionally or teach golf. You know, they play golf okay, proper right, golf right. at a good standard. And then they've just got people who just play it as a laugh. Okay. Basically they can pick up a putter and hit a ball right. without it going the wrong way. <clears throat>
1: right, okay.
0: And they can they seem to just do them as as pairings and because the whole thing is ridiculous it's definitely not the case that the professional golfer is going to win because they have to do some absolutely extraordinary things (laughs) these holes so one of the holes is um i can't remember what it's called but it's the it's a it's a polar bear hole
1: okay
0: and um so the polar bear hole they, um, there's like a fake iceberg that they it stands in front of them and at the top of the fake iceberg there's a polar bear stood up okay. like, roar, like roaring at them and then um, so when they blow the whistle they have to run up the face of the iceberg and the first one at the top gets the, the better ball position so like- to hit their ball through the polar bear's legs back down Back down the iceberg to the hole that's at the bottom where they've just started off from.
1: That sounds like a combination of, of, of crazy golf and it's a knockout.
0: It's Yeah, it is. It is. It's like, um, I suppose, in in like... Did you ever see Wipeout on BBC? Yes, I saw Wipeout. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's a little bit like a combination of crazy golf and Wipeout oh, with, okay. the, with the things that they have to do. So they have to run up like the polar bear one. They have to run up, but they've put... Um, like lube all over the 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 front of the iceberg. Oh okay. So the first one that I watched this guy he was he was obviously like playing it for laughs. Right. He dressed up as like um like a kind of um Bob Hope kind of character. Oh, you know, right. he got the the checked trousers on and he had a green blazer and a little he had a little pale trilby hat on. Right right. So oh, he, was, yeah. he was obviously playing it for laughs. So he, uh, they blew the whistle and he, like, launched himself up the front of this this iceberg thing. Right. He got to the second stage, he completely lost his footing, didn't put his hands out in front of him quick enough, and he just smashed his face, oh no. like, full on, into the iceberg. <laughs> oh my so they God, got my- to the top, they both, they both eventually got to the top, and he was like, oh. and um, this woman who was there was like, oh my... Oh my god, your nose! There's blood coming from your nose, and he like it looked like he broke his fucking nose. <laughs> anyway, he still carried on playing because he was like chuffed that he got to the top first, even though he had a broken nose. Um, so they they played off like that, but sure. they they have ones where they have to run across platforms and they have to hit it through. There's one where they've got a windmill round where there's a long. Um, Track with um, uh, with uh, windmills down the centre of it, and there's two really big windmills and a little windmill, and you have to hit it through the three windmill things to get to the hole on the other side. But once you've hit it through, then you have to negotiate the windmill sails, and the windmill sails can like knock you off the platform that you stood on. Oh, okay. In which case, you're basically out.
1: Oh right. Um, Okay, you don't get to. And
0: it. Oh, and it fuck it! It properly hits people. There's people who've got like trapped and knocked bits of the actual set off because oh, they've been hit so hard. It. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Right. Um, so all the time, obviously, the holy moly commentators are, are going on this, and they're quite—they are quite entertaining. Yeah, they do play—they do play it very well. Right, just to get the like the turn of the comedy right, um, and they so they they've got, um, when they, they get through to the, the final round and it's holy moly. Yeah. Um, so when they hit it up holy moly, holy moly, <laughs> out holy moly, right. they, there's three, three kind of holes halfway up holy moly. And depending on whether they hit it into the, the small one, the big, the medium one or the big one, the ball then comes out at a better position on the green. Oh, okay. So, they've obviously got um, a chance of going for the small one, but if they miss the small hole, yeah. then it comes out in a terrible position. They come oh, okay. out in the sand or whatever. Okay. Um, and then whoever gets the ball in the hole with the least amount of shots, they they win, they get their money, and then they go over to, um, like, as if it's like Augusta, they go over to the clubhouse. Right. And... Um, right. The, the polar bear stood in the background at the clubhouse, oh uh, and um, they get awarded the holy moly green. Uh, it's not a green jacket, but it's like you know, the holy moly jacket, yeah, yeah the yeah, blazer, yeah. yeah. And then they get presented with the gold holy moly putter, oh. and then they all have their photograph taken the polar bear, and the professional, and the winner.
1: Oh, that's so. I have to have a look at that holy moly. oh man it's like does it get you I mean do, does it draw you in is it a bit like because obviously we t- we talked on the, the first pod I think we did uh, we talked about that um, tipping point being ridiculous Yeah, but uh, yeah. my dad's utterly drawn in by it is it kind of like that because it is essentially at the end of the day it is just crazy golf.
0: yes it is, it is. it's completely just crazy golf but it's it's just amplified onto a the point of it being utterly ridiculous yeah but that the, the the nice thing about it is that's the whole thing is intentional it's intentionally ridiculous oh
1: okay there's
0: there's um the people they get like a little mini interview beforehand, and right. all the contestants as if they were professional sports people right got you and um they they come on um like there was there was somebody who i think she was called like crystal or something yeah they one of the contestants and she was fucking rubbish but she the- ran on at the start and she was going yeah crystal yeah and the crowd were going, yeah crystal and she was <laughs> fucking shit but every time she did something that was shit she would go yes crystal oh, and they'd go God. yeah crystal <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, like it's utterly preposterous yeah They've they've even got um like um like a touchline reporter that they go to and go what's the, what's the story from the sideline oh my God, whatever Jenna May or whatever and whatever she's called, um and she gives you the story from up close, okay. um yeah no it's it is ridiculous but the the commentators play it really well it's and it's. Stupid, the whole thing's stupid. In case, I will have... But if you just want to have something that just makes you have a bit of a giggle. Yeah. For like forty minutes. I'll have to have a look. At uh, it. Yeah, it's it's really, really just easy, funny okay. watching.
1: I'll give that a go. That's
0: it makes n- no demands on you no, whatsoever. That
1: Is that another Netflix? <laughs>
0: No, that's, that's YouTube. YouTube. Said, yeah, YouTube, because I think it was on it was on ABC, the ABC channel in yeah. America, um, but I found it, it came up on, like a recent uploads thing on my YouTube thing, and I was like, I've never fucking heard of this, so I'll give it a try, and I tried just a random episode, um, and then I ended up watching about four oh, of really? them. Oh, really?
1: Why did you say they're, they're quite, yeah. they're, not, they're not long, are they, so...
0: No, no, no. No. Very
1: good. Holy moly. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Holy I'm moly. Type
1: that in. So as we finish this, I am going to type it in and watch a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just undemanding non fun
1: nonsense. Very good.
0: Very good. Um so if you've got any um undemanding fun nonsense, or you've got some undiscovered gems in terms of films or documentaries that you think we might not have seen, that you want to share with us, you can email us at weakpointspodcast at gmail.com or you can go on to our Instagram feed, weakpointspodcast, uh, and drop us a message there because we are always up for watching some nonsense. Oh, I'll tell you what I did watch and we'll talk about it yeah. next time. I watched the first episode. This is um, from uh, a suggestion from longtime listener Ian and it was a, it's a football parody on... BBC iPlayer by the creators of the Inbetweeners. Oh, right. Um, oh, fucking hell, the name of it is completely gone. I'm going to have to just Google okay. it now. Uh, football. What the fuck would it be called? Comedy. The First Team. The First Team, called. okay. The First Team. Um, so I watched the first episode of that um, because Ian did say that it was almost as painful to watch as too hot to handle and I thought come on mate it's by the people who do the in between us it can't be that bad yeah. I mean I'll, I'll okay. do a, I'll do a proper review of it once I've seen a couple more episodes but um, okay, yeah we'll keep an good. eye on that yes, one we must. so if you've seen the first team drop us a <laughs> comment on what you've seen of it and what you think of it so thank you very much for listening again this week yes and thank we you see you again soon in the next one see you very soon see you soon take, 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 take care. care bye
1: bye bye bye, 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 bye. bye, bye, bye.